I get a lot of meal plan requests and I tell them like, no, like I'm not giving you this like meal plan. It doesn't feel like aligned with me. Right. So they're looking for that meal plan because they're constantly seeing online, try this diet, this diet, do this detox, you know, cut out carbs. Oh my gosh, don't eat broccoli. Broccoli's the worst. Like they're constantly seeing these things. And so they're, they're on this like never ending search to find the yeah. thing that works for them. Whereas if you just slow down, go within, it's already there. You already know. Hey, hey, everybody, welcome back to High Vibe in It, the spiritual podcast to help you live your best life, manifest your dreams, love yourself, all that jazz. It's your co-hosts, Kelsey Aida, best-selling author and transformation facilitator, and Miss Lindsay Robinson, my best friend, who is a hypnotherapist extraordinaire and helps get your subconscious mind right and aligned with your goals. And we have a very special guest today, Ms. Kiernan Harris, who is a dietitian, but also a mom and a lover of all things fitness, health, healing, all that jazz. So we had her on today to kind of pick at her mind a little bit about healthy habits, eating better, um, your relationship with your body and food, as we have been exploring on some other recent episodes too. So make sure to go through and check those out if you really enjoy this one. But without further ado, Kiernan, Thanks for being here and welcome to the pod. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're super excited to ask you about all the things, but I always let Lindsay start with her favorite question, which is. <laughs> First of all, thank you for your introduction. That was so good, Kels. I was like ready to jump in. And I was like, nope, she, uh, she's got it. Killing it. Absolutely killing it. Kiernan, I'm so happy to have you today. We're very excited to talk to you about all things. Ooh, well. On the surface, it might be like all things nutrition, but really we're going to be talking about all things coming back home to yourself once you realize how important loving your body, mind, and spirit can be. So let's get into kind of how you um, got into this work, what brought your attention to the nutrition space and dietitian space, and uh, yeah, pretty much just your journey from then to sitting with us on this happy Monday. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'll try to like condense it, of course, but- I actually went away to college for music and ended up having an issue, couldn't play anymore and got super lost. My mom's a nurse. So I grew up around a nurse and my dad was a respiratory therapist. So like medical field, right? Wow. Um, so I went and I started taking nursing classes and fell into a nutrition class. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And my mom told me, don't ever become a nurse. <laughs> she's like, don't do it. So when I loved that and funny story is that I was still trying to like find myself I actually failed my first nutrition class, even though I loved it. And I had to go back and <laughs> retake it, um, changed my major and just fell in love with nutrition. But I think like a lot of dietitians, I ended up falling into like the orthorexia slash disordered eating category, mm -hmm. because the more you learn about nutrition, the easy it is to fall into the trap of like what's healthy and what's not. So in college, I ended up losing a stupid amount of weight, um, had my heart broken, stopped eating out of stress and liked it. I liked the feeling of being starved and liked the feeling of being in a like double zero pant. 
<laughs> thought it was good. So fast forward, I ended up like getting married um, to the man that broke my heart. We ended up having a kid. I had a girl and I just started to realize that in dietetics and like working in a hospital, I kept meeting women over and over who just dieted over and over and over and got nowhere. Right. And it wasn't working for them. It's like a $7 billion industry that doesn't work and it doesn't work on purpose. Add it to so, the pile of other billion dollar industries yeah. <laughs> that don't work and want to keep us sick and unhealthy and outside of ourselves. Go on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Healthcare included. So I would give education to the same people over and over and they wouldn't change. Like they just literally could not. So I ended up just being really sad about a job I took. Like being a dietitian was depressing. I felt like, what am I even doing? I'm not helping anybody. So two years ago, I decided to open my own business because I had realized I had started to heal my body through mindful eating, honestly. So I stopped worrying about what food was good and what food was bad and just started allowing myself to eat things so that what I ended up finding was like all the foods I was binging on, I didn't binge on anymore. And like half of them I hated, like I was just eating to eat because they were like bad foods. So through all of that, I just found that that's what women really needed is they needed to stop being so confused and like inundated with all this diet junk and start stepping inside themselves. And through that process, just in myself, like I came back to like my own inner wisdom and realized like my body already knows like what it needs to eat. It already knows what it needs to survive, how much it needs to survive. And I needed to stop stepping out and looking at, you know, diets and measuring and all the things. Word. Whoa. Can I, can I talk about something that you said, uh, that I really want to give the amount of time that it deserves, which is the statement, the jarring statement that we never heard on this show before. And it's actually kind of refreshing where you said, I liked the feeling of being starved. Yeah. I think that in our eagerness to overcome things and to recognize that they are unhealthy, we ignore the thing that got us into it in the first place, or rather feel like it's not worth talking about, or it's not that important. So I think it's an important piece because at some point you trained yourself to enjoy it. You trained yourself to accept it. You trained yourself to, this is why we start any bad habit, like smoking. You don't smoke one cigarette and then love it. Usually you hate it with a passion and then you train yourself to like it or to need it. So uh, let's talk about that feeling and why you felt it important to share. Cause I think it is very important to share. I loaded think question. We, yeah, no, no, we're going to go. We're going to go deep into my like childhood <laughs> trauma. Right. So no, I was never allowed to feel as a kid. So having my heart broken and like kind of thinking about this, like I had dreamt in my high school years that when I hadn't even met my husband, that I was going to marry him. Like I had dreamt it. So when he like broke up with me and broke my heart, I was like, hold up. But this is supposed to happen. Like intuitively, I was like, no, this dude's mine. Like, where is he going? So I was so broken. I didn't know how to have feelings or what to feel. So it felt better to starve myself and be in pain than to have to be in pain and like heartbroken. Like so that was a better pain. feeling. You're choosing physical pain over oh, yeah. emotional pain. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 Oh, that is very powerful. And I love that you gave yourself space to share that. A lot, you know, I, I can't think of one person who told their story where they were like, no, I, I chose it. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I realized that there was a better way. 
Um, I really love that part um, for just the honesty, the rawness of it. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, and it's so relatable because all coping mechanisms start from a place of serving you in some way. So just like how you said that a part of you liked it, maybe not all of you liked it, but a part of you really liked it and needed that, like that's what you needed at that time, you know, the same as any other thing that might not be serving you today. At one point, it did serve you in some way. It helped keep you alive. It helped numb the pain. It helped ease whatever you were going through. Like, and I think it's important to validate that part of the experience too, because a lot of people are like, oh, I don't understand why I did that or why I do that. And it's like, because you feel that it is serving you in some way, otherwise you wouldn't be doing it anymore. Right. So when you can have that realization and awakening that, Oh, I'm holding on to this habit or this person or this pain because a part of me enjoys it, or it's helping in some way, or it's Mm -hmm. distracting me in some way. That's a really important step in the healing process to admit to that without any shame. Like it's okay that a part of you, you know, liked that in that moment. And luckily you're here. You didn't die. You know, we learn, we grow, (laughs) (laughs) we learn how to eat better. We start to love ourselves and things can change. But um, yeah, I I definitely applaud that you mentioned that detail. And I just want to normalize it for everybody because. Yeah. And if we could look at all that sort of thing as like, if my body or my mind or my emotions or part of me was trying to love me in a mistranslated way, how would I be looking at this differently? You know, you, you realize you're not necessarily locked in a box of the behavior it's just maybe maybe that love got lost in translation and you can adjust that and tweak it and figure out a better way to love yourself and and still get what you need um so when did you can you walk us through the process of like going to that realization of like oh that's what this is or did you not even realize it till later like what was that like I definitely didn't realize it till the last year like wow unpacking that whole story Mm -hmm. yeah and you're like, holy moly. Yeah, <laughs> because it it, it's so taboo. Like we're not supposed to like that. Nope. So to admit it to myself, I was like, oh crap, I really liked it. I liked the control and like, yeah. Exactly. And that's what you always hear. It's like when you feel like you're out of control, you can't control uh, eating disorders are so, uh, I hate to use the word attractive because it is mm-hmm. that thing. It's the one thing that you can control. It's the one thing you have uh, say in. So mm-hmm. husband, husband is still husband. Yeah. Everything's good. Everything's wow. That's a, oh my gosh. That is a very unorthodox love story, but I like it. And I do know that like a lot of people who end up together have that breakup. Like I had that breakup with my husband. It was like two weeks, but still it counts. Yeah. Like we completely were like, no, we cannot, we can't oh, see yeah. each other anymore. We were seven months, no talking. Wow. And then two years for the rest of the two years apart, he kind of strung me along until finally one day I was really? like, I gave up, you know, you guys talk about like releasing Release. and handing <laughs> over to the universe. And you're like, I give up fine universe. You know, what's best. Like I finally just yes. gave up and was like, I can't do this anymore. Like this isn't like love for me. Yes. So I yes. literally, it's like the dumbest thing. Cause it's like 2000, I don't know, nine, something like that. And so I like deleted him off Facebook. He called me at work at Starbucks, which he'd never done before. And he's like, why'd you delete me? And I'm like, I'm at work. What are you doing? <laughs> Wait, what I'm, year was this? This was like 2009. Yeah. I worked at Starbucks in 2009. I was barista-ing at, in 2009. And that's actually yeah. when I got together with my now husband, probably maybe during our break. It was the same timeline. That's yeah. very interesting. 
I'm really good at freezing people out though. Like I will hold a grudge until <laughs> the end of time. And so when we were, when we agreed, like, no, we cannot, I was the one that was like, I don't care how much you want to, he's going to be the one to do, to contact you first. You will not contact. And I was really good at it. And he only lasted a couple of weeks, but um, so anyway, he calls you at work and you're like, what are you doing? I'm at work. I'm making lattes. Yeah. Yeah. Basically I was like, like I was super professional and I was, because that's just how I was. I was raised by a baby boomer. Right. I'm like, what the heck are you doing? Like, leave me alone. <laughs> this isn't the time. So we ended up going to the beach because we lived in San Francisco. We sat in there and we talked and I just told him like, I can't do this anymore. So if you want to be with me, that's fine. But like, I can't, this is harming me. And we ended up being together and we've been oh. married for almost 12 years and check it out. When you realize your worth and your boundaries, look at yeah. what kind of floats into your sphere. You know, we only, uh, what is it? We attract what we accept. Uh, we see around us what we will accept. And so if you don't have, if you don't have the love for yourself that you would like to have, if you're not there on your journey or your, your boundaries maybe are a little bit faulty, it's going to show, it's going to show up and just freaking hats off to you more, more of that, please for the world, just set your boundaries, know what you're worth. And oh my gosh, watch the really fun stuff start to happen. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. That's like my prime example of like handing things over to the universe. Yes. Like that feeling of just being like, fine. All right. You win. Like I can't control it. Well, and also not to diminish this too. I'm worth more than this. Yeah. Don't forget that part. Cause you definitely are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, it's, that's a really cute story. Thank you so much for sharing all that. Wow. That's Love great. It. I want to talk about food. Okay. Talk about food. Well, first, well, I want to talk about food, but first I want to ask you, trying to word this correctly, because I want to bring out the most best, highest answer, because you teased this a little bit before we started recording of how eating better and your relationship with food really changed your relationship to yourself in general. So can you yeah. walk us through the connection of food, your body, yourself, and how it's helped to make your whole life better? Yeah, definitely.
I have a free gift for you. I'm giving away my Money Magnetics Guided Meditation. Every time I do this meditation, I kid you not, if I do it for a few days in a row, money magic seriously happens. Once it helped me to hit my highest month in sales at the time, which was over $28,000. Another time it brought in a new opportunity for my fiance to start making 10X what he made before, which obviously really supercharged our household income. Another time it helped me to attract a huge financial gift, but generally speaking, this is the meditation that I use to just always help me keep manifesting more and more money. You can download it now at kelseyaida.com slash mmfreebie. Find this link in the show notes and you'll have to send me a message on Instagram to let me know how it goes for you. Yeah. One of the most annoying things, oh, I'm still annoyed. I have like years of annoyance of my dad. Every time we would have any kind of conversation, he'd ask me a question and I'd say, I don't know. You know, I'm a teenager. I don't know. And he'd be like, Yes, you do. And I made him so angry when he would say this. But as a as a grown up now, where I mean, I'm still a little annoyed at him. But as a grown up now, with the work that I do, I find myself saying this to clients. And I'm like, I hope I'm not sounding as abrupt as my dad was always to me. Like, I don't want to annoy people. But that is the truth. Like, saying I don't know, is just immediately bypassing you, you say it without even thinking. So yeah. sit with it for a minute think about it, feel into it, and then see if you don't know. Because chances are you're going to get something. Something is going to happen because you're opening the door for that knowledge to to enter. And it will enter whether you, whether you consciously acknowledge it or not. You know, it's, it's always kind of, it's always kind of nudging you because we are very powerful, strong, intelligent beings and also oh, very, very silly. <laughs> we definitely know. Like, so- people are always just like I mentioned meal plans. Like I get a lot of meal plan requests and I tell them like, no, like I'm not giving you this like meal plan. It doesn't feel like aligned with me. Right. So they're looking for that meal plan because they're constantly seeing online, try this diet, this diet, do this detox, you know, cut out carbs. Oh my gosh. Don't eat broccoli. Broccoli's the worst. Like they're constantly seeing these things. And so they're, they're on this like never ending search to find the yeah. thing that works for them. Whereas if you just slow down, go within, it's already there. You already know. Yeah. 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 You really do. And if you really genuinely are like, I don't know, like it's cool to experiment. Do you ever right. encourage your clients yeah. to just try stuff for a little and see how they feel? Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially like, so like, especially patients who have had like issues, like actual medical diagnoses for so long and they'll avoid certain foods. I'm like, what if you just tried a little bit? Yeah. As long as it's not an allergy, it's fine. Right. <laughs> like I do it to myself. I'll be like, okay, garlic and I are not always best friends, but I'm like, I'm going to sprinkle some garlic on here and see what yeah. happens. And I do often find it's like a side tangent that the way we think about food, like if I sit there and I sprinkle garlic on here and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be so sick tomorrow. Guess, Guess what's going to happen? <laughs> I'm going to be sick tomorrow. So it's also like changing that frame of mind around like the good or bad food as well. I talk yeah. about that a lot. I talk about that probably too much, but it's important. The way you feel yeah. about the food you're eating will have a digestive effect on your a physical effect on how you digest yes. that food. If you're beating yourself up for it the whole time, you're going to have a harder time with it. You know, if you're worried about gaining weight and you're like, oh my gosh, I mean, it's already on my hips. Oh my God. Yeah. Look how powerful you are. Look what you're doing. Yeah. 
you are a magnificent, powerful creature. So use your words wisely. If you say like, oh my gosh, this is so delicious. My body knows exactly what to do with all of these nutrients and all of the, any vitamin that's in this ice cream is going to go exactly where it needs to go. You know, yeah. it's, it just, it's just different and it feels different and it feels more empowering when you're able to do that. Nobody's perfect, but you can do it more than not. I think. Oh yeah. Like everything's energy, right? Oh, and I was going to say too, something that's been working for me a lot, and especially in the experimentation with food is just going in without really like an expectation. So instead of being like, oh, I'm going to eat this and I'll probably feel like this, or this is probably going to make me whatever. I'm just like, let's see what happens. (laughs) Let's, let's just open up the future, make it a blank slate and make this empowered decision in the now and get curious to see what's going to happen next. Like maybe it'll make me really sleepy. Maybe it'll make me really energized. Maybe it'll really work for me. Maybe it won't, but let me just be open without putting an expectation on it to try not to, you know, steer it either way in the placebo effect and just see how it actually helps or doesn't help my body and go with that. Cause I've been on like a major food journey the last, I don't know, ever since my last retreat, I met a nutritionist and she taught me so much. And she was like, girl, you got to get your diet together. And I was like, I know. <laughs> so then I finally, cause I was always a really picky eater, like really picky, like to the point of like basically being low key, like malnourished, even though I butter noodles, cereal, mac and cheese. It was bad. It was okay. all the empty carbs and like anything a five-year-old would eat. But now after you know doing it for some time it's just like our new way of being and my husband and I are like the healthiest we've ever been we're on your what where my I know. husband congratulations <laughs> by the way I know I've it's been- like by the time this episode airs it's gonna be a few like maybe a couple months but it's still pretty new so I still get every time she says it I'm like oh, your husband so cute Girl, I, know. I just hard. saw your post again I think maybe today and I was like oh she looks so cute <laughs> so pretty (laughs) thank you thank you it's funny because like it takes you so long to like get used to calling him your fiance and then it's like oh I finally just got that down and now he's my husband but I guess I have my whole life to talk about him like that and then you'll be like my (laughs) husband my husband (laughs) (laughs) then they don't have a name anymore they're just like husband yeah man the Mm -hmm. guy that guy yeah that um, but yeah, it's it's really interesting what happens when you release the expectations and you just try. Because her yes. magic words to me were like, try eating in this way for two weeks. Just yes. try it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I can do anything for two weeks. Like two weeks yes. is not that long. It'll pass by. Like mm-hmm. I know that I eat like noodles every day, but for two weeks, I'm going to try something different and see how it goes. Because she told me that my taste buds would change and I wouldn't be hangry anymore. And I didn't believe her. I was like, no way. Yeah. Like hanger runs in the family. Like that's just how we are, you know. But sure enough, she was right. I got my abs back. I don't get hangry no more. I have more energy. I don't sleep as much at night because I was sleeping like 10 hours every night, like a lot. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, just all these great things happen. So I really can just be an advocate for like trying something new, dedicate yourself to it, even if yeah. it's only for a few weeks and see if you feel better. And if you do, likely you will continuously choose that path because- now you know yeah. that you like it. And I'm glad that we're talking about this now too, because Kelsey, you have gone through it. You, Kiernan, are actually like the person to be talking to about this. But I just went to a dermatologist uh, who told me that I would possibly have, she wanted me to take an allergy test. So I bought the Everlywell like okay. food sensitivity test. Um, Just so everybody knows, I have gotten my blood drawn by 
a professional at least two dozen times in my life. And I am fine with it. I'm completely fine. I just hear which vein do you want? I got really good ones. Go for it. This little prick thing that they give you (laughs) is like a torture device. I must have sat there because my son got an allergy test the same day I took my Everly Well test. And he was like, oh my God, I have to get my blood drawn. I'm like, kid, you're going to be great. It's fine. It's so easy. Just don't move and it'll be over. You won't even care. And then at home doing mine, he's like, mom, are you kidding me? (laughs) You have no idea. This thing is gigantic. I hate this. Anyway, I ended up doing it and I bruised myself because apparently (laughs) I didn't do it right. So there's that. And then I learned from a nurse how to actually do it after the fact. So like, cool, cool, cool. I'm never doing this again, but thank you for the information. Um, But I'm going to have to, I know I'm going to have to start uh, playing around with things because I, I would love to know what is what I'm sensitive to and having the ability to observe and acknowledge and know that you can play around with different things is very empowering. I think that the, the hitch, I guess, with a lot of this diet culture is like, well, this worked for them. So I'm just going to go by these rules because it worked apparently. And when it doesn't work or you feel like a failure, then what, then you're, it's not even that you're in the same place you were before because you're almost in a worse place because now you feel like, well, this didn't work. I guess nothing's going to work. And it, it it can be very dangerous. Is that, is that fair? I yeah. think it can be very dangerous to the, to, to your mental health to know that like you are stuck in a box, you feel very powerless and nothing that seems to be working for everyone else is working for you. So giving yourself that freedom to try things. And that's why I like mm-hmm. this breath of fresh air that's kind of coming out in the not the diet culture, because that's the wrong word, but in the the health and wellness, you know, especially when it comes to food is very refreshing because it's like, you have autonomy, you have freedom. What worked for them may not work for you, but that's okay because you can find something that does. And giving yourself a time limit, Kel, is very, very important. Everything that has ever worked for me in the past has been like, do it for a week. I'll just do it for two weeks or whatever. Because you can, you can do anything for a week. You can do anything for a container of time, knowing that at the end, you don't have to do it anymore, but you just, you want to. So anyway, that's a long tangent. I just think that time limits are very, very important and beneficial as well as your giving yourself permission to just try some stuff and not put so many limits and ropes around yourself. Yeah. I love where like nutrition is headed. So Like I, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm type A personality. So clinical was my jam. Like, let me calculate some tube feeds. Like, oh my gosh, I will give you like TPN, which is like nutrition through your veins. Like, yes, like let's play this game. But the end of the game, like as great as that is, it's not solving any of the problems. So I love where nutrition is headed now, where, where it is more individualized and it is more like trying things out. And so many dietitians during like the COVID, no, I shouldn't say it, like the certain oh, time. Say it, girl. Oh, COVID. during COVID, during COVID, <laughs> so many dietitians, like we all quit our jobs. We were all yes. like finally so fed up. That I we were, had like, so many, it. I had more healthcare workers during COVID than I had ever had in my yes. hypnotherapy career. And every single one of them was like, I can't do this. I no. cannot, I, I'm feeling horrible all the time. Yeah. And I, I completely understand that. Yeah. It's a thing. And like, that's the thing is like, we were giving ourselves so much because we're most dietitians are type A personalities. It's like the thing. 
So we were giving and giving and giving, and we weren't getting, we weren't even helping anybody. Like at the end of the day, like, yeah, I was feeding someone in the hospital, but then they would leave the hospital and then what they'd end up back in the hospital. So that's why I love that. Like all of these dietitians, we just quit. We were like fed up. And now we've all opened these practices and whether I agree with the way they're practicing or I don't like, it doesn't matter. We're all here trying to help people. And I think we're actually finally able to help people. And we're actually able to like walk them through the steps. Like a lot of what I do, yes, I teach nutrition. Like I pride myself in teaching like simple nutrition. So it makes it easy. It it doesn't, I hate to say like dumbs it down, but it makes it so it's like you understand and it's not complicated. It gives you what you need to know to be healthy. So I teach a lot of that, but actually the majority of my client work is like behavior stuff. So like, yes, going back to like trying something new, I'll sit with a client and I'll be like, okay, you know, let's talk about this week. You had a bad week. Great. Let's talk about it. How let's actually feel about it. So I'll have them like sit there, step, like go back within and be like, how did it feel the week that you ate X, Y, Z? Like, how did you feel? And they'll walk me through how it felt. And if that's like a negative experience, I'll take them back and I'll be like, okay, now let's think of a positive experience. How did that feel? And you'll just see them light up mm-hmm. and see that change. And it's like a you're helping them step in themselves so that they can make the determination that like, I want to feel good. I don't want to feel like crap. Like none of us yeah. want to feel like crap. So I think that's, what's great about all these dietitians quitting is that we're actually more equipped now to help you heal. Yeah. Whereas in the hospitals, we weren't. Right. Well, and I think, and this is a huge generalization, but I do feel like for the most part, hospitals and facilities are treating one angle right? Like what are you physically doing that you could be doing differently? Whereas a true helper and healer is going to want to go all angles. How are you feeling about what you're doing? What, what maybe what happened to you to maybe make you feel like you needed to do this or act this way or react this way? You know, as you mentioned yourself, like you have such a good uh, standpoint to be helping people with this because you have, you dealt with this from a place of emotion first. You weren't allowed to feel as a kid. So look how that translated into your life. You can help people figure this out for themselves. And I think, um, not everybody, but I think that a lot of, when you go into this like clinical space, it doesn't spend as much time on that as it should, I think. Cause if it did, then it would be treating the person, not the symptoms. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. And we're covering a lot of band-aids with things like, And it's really tough. So like I would go and get like a consult for like diabetes education. Right. And it would be for like a patient who's in the hospital for cancer. Like that's not their priority right now, but because I work in this hospital, like I have to go tell them about diabetes and it's like, that's not their priority. It shouldn't be (laughs) ridiculous. What kind of face do you get from like cancer patients who are like, are you serious right now? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Like, Oh, okay. I if mean, I want I'm, a lost, cupcake, like, I'm eating a dang cupcake. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Like I'm Ugh. skin and bones, but okay. I'll follow this like carb diet. And it's like, no, that's not what they needed. Nor is that maybe their priority. And I yeah. think that's, what's so important is like, yes, I can meet with someone and I can think of like 5,000 things that we could change that would be great for them. But if that's not their priority, they're not going to change. It's the bu- bureaucracy of the whole thing. Yeah. You had to follow so many rules and guidelines that it just becomes nonsense. Yeah. Kiernan, I have a question burning in my soul 
okay. for several friends out there. And I'm not actually fake asking for a friend this time. I'm actually asking <laughs> Actual for friends. several okay. real people that I know that are not myself who are allergic to everything. Ooh, and I just yeah. watch them be so defeated by food and eating and nourishment because they're like, literally all I can eat is like baby carrots and water because I'm allergic to tomatoes. I'm allergic to nuts. I'm allergic to grains. I'm allergic to this. I'm allergic to that. Like what advice do you have for people who are allergic to almost everything as far as like how to look at it or also like what to do about it? Yes. Yeah. So that they don't feel so powerless. Yeah. So I'd have questions because (laughs) the way we process our foods now, like I do believe in leaky gut. So when I took a food sensitivity test, like it came back with a bunch of food that I was like, this has never bothered me before. But then I thought about it. I was like, that's all the food I've been eating right now. So that being said, that means that the proteins and are getting in where they shouldn't be. And it's causing like an inflammatory reaction. Wait, 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 wait. So I need to call you when I get my results. Cause I will not know that I'm going to okay. call, I'm going to message you. Cause that was my yeah. fear is like, what if a bunch of stuff comes back that I, that I like to eat and I don't really have a problem with, or that don't think I have a problem with like leaky gut. Let's talk about what that is. Yeah. Okay. So it's basically like inflammation in your gut and we have these like little gaps, right? All along and the gaps open up. So it allows like larger molecules, which protein is a larger molecule. And so these larger, everything has protein in it. This protein molecule will go in, get into your bloodstream. And then of course your bloodstream is like, what is this? Oh my gosh. And it sends out all these little fighter guys. And so it causes an inflammatory response to almost like an allergy or an intolerance. But when really, if all of them had been closed and that protein had never gone in there, you would have, you know, had a bowel movement like a normal person and never even noticed. But we have so much in our food systems. We stress ourselves out so much. There's like so many different aspects to it um, that can cause like leaky gut. Leaky mm. gut's just a horrible phrase. <laughs> I know. Leaky gut. I'd never really heard of it. Luckily, I mean, I guess I'm fortunate to never have had to like dealt with it until I started um, making my own bone broth and like researching more about the benefits of bone broth. And so I was like, oh, it can help with leaky gut. It can help with yeah. like basically a cure all. So it's like, hmm, interesting. But um, yeah, that's a good point that you bring up. So you're saying that maybe a lot of it's not actually an allergy, but it is an inflammatory response in the body. Interesting. It could be like if they are not having like, like diarrhea when they eat it. Sorry to get gross guys, but they're not having like diarrhea when they eat it, but they're having like bloating. That's a little bit different. You know, if they're um, not having like their airways cut off, like that's different. So, and I've heard of a lot of people who will go to like a chiropractor and I love chiropractors. Do not get me wrong. Like please align. Right. (laughs) But they'll do these food sensitivity tests and then they'll tell like a patient, like, Hey, you're allergic to this really long list. And the patient's like, but I eat that stuff all the time. Like, I don't understand it. So I think breaking it down with them and just trying to find out like, how much can you eat of this? Like if you eat a garlic clove a week, is that fine? Or if you eat garlic every day, is that going to be a problem? And just finding like the happy medium for them because they need to be able to live like food is life. It's happiness. It's joy. Like, how can you do that? And on the rare occasion, where patients do have like food allergies that are like a long list, like, of course, avoid those foods. Let's work together and get creative. Like our food system now is there's so many things. We have so much access to things now, like you can get creative. Hey, Lindsay here. Have you seen what's new inside my Align Your Mind membership? 
Members already get instant access to my best hypnotherapy audios, mindset hacks, manifesting methods, and more on demand right at their fingertips. But now when you join AYM, you'll also get a major VIP level upgrade with my brand new goal-focused hypnotherapy toolkits. These toolkits inside AYM are carefully curated hypnotherapy bundles designed with your specific goals in mind. Whether you desire to call in more money consistently, get out of the mindset rut that you're in, renew your passion and confidence, manifest with more ease and power, cultivate more self-love and inner knowing, or finally release the burdens from your past and heal. Once your subconscious mind is on board with your goal, it's a done deal. And that's what my toolkits are designed to do for you. So if you're ready to rewire your mind, release what's holding you back and manifest your desires with ease, the AYM membership is where it's at. Just hit the link in the episode description and start embodying your highest potential. And like kind of going back, like I've met kids who have had like every allergy under the sun and then somewhere around like seven, eight or nine, it starts to go away. Like some of that does fall off like peanut allergies, obviously like that stuff doesn't fall off, you know, but a lot of it does. So, so is there a way to cure a leaky gut? If you're like sensitive to everything or you're being like activated by a lot of things and you suspect that it could be what could we do? Yeah. So like bone broth or bone broth. Oh, I'm going to combine those words. Um, <laughs> that's actually really good. It has a lot of the amino acids that your gut needs to like function well. So that's a good one to do. Um, a lot of it is stress management. Yeah. I was a afraid lot of that. It. Yeah. I it's was all... afraid of that. <laughs> it usually is though, isn't it? It's like the foods we eat. So like reducing processed foods, if you, I mean, this is where it gets tough. It's like a mindful eating dietitian. Like I want to tell you, like, it's okay if you eat your Oreos, but then if you have these other side of the spectrum issues, it's like, okay, maybe it's not okay for you to eat your Oreos for a little mm -hmm. bit. You know, it's, it's tough. <laughs> like, I want to tell you yes. And then you can't. So, you know, you do want to like reduce or pull out a lot of the processed foods and, um, go more like whole foods based yeah. a lot more of like the avocado oils and things like that, instead of like, I'm not a big fan of like the vegetable oils. Don't really care for them. Avocado, olive oil, great to use. Um, and just go more whole food based. And then you have to, at the end of the day, like you have to address your stress. Like yep. You have to. And yep. it's tricky too, because sometimes having to eat a very specific way is stressful. Like I remember yes. when I went through a phase with my new diet where I was so stressed out trying to eat perfect I was like oh I shouldn't eat this thing I shouldn't eat that thing I know that this is doing this and this is doing that and I just need to like eat perfect otherwise I'm gonna get cervical cancer when I'm 50 and this is so stressful and I was like putting so much pressure and stress on it and I want to say like oh my gosh Kelsey you're so dramatic and also you are all of us yes, <laughs> you are right, definitely right. all of us that's like literally <laughs> what was happening in my mind and I would text Keong my nutritionist and I'd be like girl like I'm so stressed out and she's like well, if you're not eating it and that's stressing you out, that's not helping you either. So yeah. like, just eat the thing and don't be stressed and like, be fine about it. Yeah. Like you'll be okay. You know? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually the stress is wor much worse than eating this thing. Let me just give myself a break. And now like I've balanced out, you know, I went from the extreme one end, extreme other end. Now I'm a little, a little more balanced with that. I'm in a good place with it, but even just like, knowing what's beneficial and what's detrimental can be stressful sometimes and you're yes. like ah it's not even just the stress yeah. outside of the food but the stress of the food you know yeah well and that's like the crazy part so like the more and more research that's being done 
So like I suffer from IBS, right? I think a lot of people who have like childhood trauma or trauma in general, they have it. And that's because like, there is like this straight connection between all of these nerves that are in our intestines. Like there's so many and it goes straight up to our brains. Like we don't even know it. So that's why people will be like, oh man, I have like butterflies or my stomach hurts before like a performance or going on a podcast mm -hmm. because their brain and their gut have already been talking before that person's probably even realized that they were stressed about it or nervous. Mm -hmm. And so the more and more research that's done is like, if you're going to put that much stress on yourself, like you're sending all of that nervous energy to your brain. And then it's just going to go right back down to your stomach and then cause like, you could get sick off of it. Yep. When really, if you had just eaten it, not stressed, you probably wouldn't get sick. Right. Yeah. For me, I used to always have, I had the sensation that I had to pee before I would like perform before I would go on stage. Oh, yeah. So I'd always pee right before I was about to go backstage. Cause then I'd be like, okay, it's just my mind playing tricks on me. I don't actually have to pee because I just peed. So pro tip for any performers. Yeah, there. no, that is exactly If you feel me. like you have to pee every yeah. time before you're going to perform, just pee before you know you're going to feel like you have to pee and then you'll know you don't. I act. definitely am a nervous peer. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I was doing back to the finger prick, this is the most dramatic thing that's happened to me in a really long time. Thank goodness. But before I got, was like getting ready to do, it, I was like, I have to pee like seven times. And I asked my kids, I was like, do you have to pee when you get nervous? And they were like, we have to go poop if we're nervous. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, yeah, I know people like that too, but I'm definitely one of the, one of the nervous peers with Kelsey over here. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And I think that the more that we recognize and remember that our mind body connection is mm -hmm. the strong, it, you can't break that bond. <laughs> like you can't, yeah. even if you try. So managing your stress and talking to your gut, talking to your brain, talking to your body and really kind of deciding what's true. Is it really true that I'm in physical danger? Is it really true that I am going to get a reward for all this stress? Cause that's my thing. And I struggle with it my whole life is like, there's no brownie points for the amount of stress you put yourself under. There I feel isn't. like there is though. I feel <laughs> like there is. You <laughs> I'm, sure? Sure. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. There's no medal. There's no prize. There's no like <laughs> gold star for how much you allow yourself to suffer. And if you can't change it in that moment, this helps me a lot. If I can't change it and it's not helping me, what can I do instead? Like, let me just go distract myself for a minute. Let me go do something that is a little lighter of energy. That's a little, um, less, uh, heavy. I, yeah. Let's, let's just, that's just joyful. Let me do something. Cause I like to do it. Let me lighten this, this load right now because it feels heavy. Stress is heavy. And yeah. we can only carry it for so long. And however you listeners, wonderful listeners out there, however you manage your stress, whatever feels best to do. Yeah. We just got to remember that there's no prize. There's no prize. So go do the thing that helps you lower your stress. Yeah. I wish there was, because if there was, we'd all be winners. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think like, I love your point that you brought up like joy, joy. you know, go do something that brings you joy because that's going to be the thing that like releases, like we store all this energy in our body and what's a wonderful way to release this negative energy than like do something joyful. And so the, be the sillier, the better, because I think yes. that it's an another pitfall that I used to fall into is like, well, if it's not, if it's joyful and productive, but like, no, mm -hmm. that's okay. You just leave that out. It can be just joyful and stupid and silly and do it just because you like to do it. Yeah. Give yourself permission to do more of that stuff. And, and it just feels so much better than trying to find that little pie slice that's actually 
productive, stimulating. And oh, by the way, I like doing it too. Because generally speaking, it's not, it's not doing what you think it's doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's like a piece of the health, overall health that we, we kind of miss out on. Like we focus on nutrition, we focus on exercise and that's pretty much where it ends. Right. Yeah. But when you focus on like your spiritual health, your mental health, and then also just bringing in joy, like, yeah. so one of the things that I had to start doing and I felt so stupid about it was doing karaoke. And I would wait for everyone to leave my house because I think I'm a wonderful singer until I pick up that mic. Right. <laughs> Do not sound like I sound in the car. Okay. So I started doing karaoke when people would leave my house, especially when I would get a lot of anxious energy, or I would feel really negative about myself. And I would just go in my living room and I'll just start singing. Oh my God. And I, I love that idea. Sounds stupid. I like, honestly, I'm terrible at singing. I didn't realize it, but I still do it because it brings me joy. Like well, and, awesome. and the thing is, you're never as bad as you think you are. So I appreciate you saying like I'm terrible, but the chances are you if you started singing right now. <laughs> just kidding. Don't, don't, don't. But if you did, I guarantee you, you would not sound as bad as you think you do. I can't listen to any of my hypnosis. I cannot do it. I can barely listen to these episodes after they go out. Something about listening to your own voice just really freaks people out. And it it freaks me out. If I could listen to my own hypnosis, I would rule the world. I'm just saying. I have some badass ones that I just can't, I can't listen to. So I appreciate that. I'm just saying probably better than you think you are, but I do love that idea. What is your uh, go-to song? I need to know. Oh my gosh. It's anything Taylor Swift. I'm not even going to lie. You're a Swifty. I am a Swifty. <laughs> like I'll do that or I'll do, um, I'll go the other end of the spectrum. And like, I grew up on like seventies and eighties rock. So I'll pick uh-huh. up something like that and I'll start singing. My dad is a huge, I grew up on that too. Cause my dad, um, I don't know as many Swifty songs as I would as I probably should. It just feels like a whole thing at this point. It is. It's <laughs> like a cult. I'm just kidding. It's like if you listen to one and it, like I just the idea of picking up an album, where which one, first of all, and the idea of picking up an album and getting to know an album. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't yeah. just love the songs immediately. Never have I oh no. Maybe, maybe one. I think with Mariah Carey Butterfly, that album, I mean, oh my gosh, it still lives rent free in my brain. I loved everything from the moment I heard it. But usually there's like this getting to know you process with the album and you want to feel yeah. into it. And I just don't, I just haven't done that in so long. It seems like a whole thing, but I do hear good things. That Taylor Swift. I know. <laughs> she's she's something. Anyway, I wanted to ask. <laughs> I wanted to ask you if you had a magic wand and you could like heal one problem for all of humanity. Maybe it's diet related. Maybe it's not what would you do you would wave it and it would fix send them taylor swift albums for every person who has that problem i heal their body image Mm. yeah yeah tell them that how they look it doesn't define them but they're still beautiful could you imagine if everybody loved their body not necessarily love the the reflection of course we would have things but could you imagine if we all just appreciated the wonder of our bodies like just be grateful for it like I think for me I I have seen a lot of sad things and like my dad passed away too and like I'm I'm young like to have a parent pass away is Mm -hmm. pretty rough and to think about how he passed I would just I just think about the fact that like there's so many things in life like he couldn't even walk and he wouldn't amputate his legs because he all he wanted to do was walk 
Right. And so I just think about the fact that like, I can walk Mm. and I may have a mommy tummy now, but I can walk. I can lift weights. I can pick up my daughters. Like I can do things that people you can literally sing. can't do. I can sing beautifully. <laughs> there you go. And I can do things that like people on this earth cannot do. Yeah. So I need to appreciate my body for that. Mm. You get to, you, feel like you get to appreciate. I get to. And do you feel like now having studied a lot of the science of the body, it gives you an even deeper appreciation for like the body's intelligence and how it all works? Yeah. Oh, our bodies are crazy. Like they hear everything we say about them Yep. <laughs> and we internalize it. And like, if we just knew how our words impact and our thoughts impact our overall, like turning on and off of like genetics and stuff. Oh my gosh. I think that's where nutritionists, well, science is headed anyway, but yeah, it's, mm. it's going to be amazing. I like that. I feel like that's a beautiful note to kind of wrap up the conversation on, to find appreciation for your body, what it is doing for you all the time, even if you don't feel that that's enough, even if you don't feel that it looks good enough doing all those things for you, remember that it still is and to nourish it accordingly in a way that works for you and feels good for you and tastes good for you and is enjoyable for you. Um, where can everyone learn more about your work and get to work with you and absorb more of your wisdom and recipes? I saw you have a lot of recipes on Instagram. Yeah. Instagram is like my main thing. If you find me on Facebook, like good luck. I'm not a big (laughs) Facebooker, (laughs) but Instagram is where I'm always at. So cool. And then do you have a website too? We can point people to. I do. Um, it's just www.nutritionbykiernan.com. Perfect. And And then I believe, yes, I was just going to cue the freebie that you have a little free gift for our listeners, a recipe or several recipes. Yeah. So it's a little like mini online booklet for healthy snacks. Oh, love that. Love a good. And I've seen a couple of them. They look really good. I've never considered some of them before, so I'm going to have fun exploring those. Yes. Yay. Well, everyone enjoy those healthy snacks. I'll definitely be sure to link all of that in the show notes until next week. We love you so much. We hope that you can love yourself as much as we love you. And we're sending that love through your earbuds. So enjoy it. So get in, receive it. And we will talk at you next week. And until then, we'll see you on the Patreon at patreon.com slash high vibe. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Thank you to everybody who has left a review and shared the podcast with friends and family. We super appreciate it. It really helps the show a lot, especially because our goal is to get over 1 million downloads before the end of 2023. And we definitely need and appreciate your help to do it. You can further support the show by joining patreon.com slash high vibe to get exclusive content, extended episodes, bonuses, and more. Thanks again for listening. We love you so much and we'll be back next week with another new episode. Bye. Bye.